see if it works this week. We've got lines where they should be lines. We've got lines where they should be lines, yep. Yep. Right, you ready? I'm ready. Hello and welcome all into the MO podcast. As always, you're here with me, Contumacious Ant. And me, Atreya. Try not to laugh again. <laughs> Why? We haven't I, funny. I know, I just thought back to last week and I just started smiling halfway through that. Uh, oh, I really need to listen again to last week's episode. I was really drunk and I can't remember. <laughs> uh, Story of my life. Uh, I think uh, it was It was really, it, it was good, it was a good one. Just the start was epic. <laughs> you just sh- I'm going to have to listen to it Shouting at me for two minutes. <laughs> any different to normal well yeah as standard really isn't it now so yes today we are going to be talking about a case that inspired one of my top three films of 1993 and it isn't groundhog day if that's what you're thinking little shop of horrors that time when that massive plant that was radioactive you know got escaped or something it was in the news 1993 oh uh, Little Shop of Horrors had Rick Moranis in it. <laughs> True. Okay, my bad. Uh, no, no. Clear, clear uh, me up. Well, it, w- it is the fugitive. Okay, silence speaks <laughs> louder than words. There, I think. Really? Uh, wow. Okay. Be like that. Oh, God. Okay. So cool. I feel that like I'm on a hide into nothing with this one here after I'm that not... response. And I'm not going to lie, I've never seen The Fugitive. Oh, you're just such... Oh, you're a philistine. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just it's never been something that I thought would interest me, you know? Fair enough. I mean, 1993 but... was crazy good for films. Cool Runnings, Groundhog Day, Jurassic Park... Nightmare Before Christmas, Sleepless in Seattle, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. All great films were were released in 93. To be fair, you were an awful lot older than me in 1993, so I don't know if I'd have been allowed to watch The Fugitive. I was barely allowed to watch Jurassic Park. Guess what's getting edited there? (laughs) So the actual case is the case of Dr. Sam Shepard which is what The Fugitive is based on, or loosely based on, we'll we'll say. Yes, yes. Oh, I know this case. I love this case. In the film, if you've not seen it, I'm going to review it now. So Harrison (laughs) Ford is a doctor. His his wife gets killed, and he goes around blaming it on the one-armed man, and obviously, hence the title, he goes on the run with Tony, Tommy Lee Jones trying to hunt him down and not really caring whether he killed his wife or not. Like, Sam Shepard didn't go on the run. He just killed his wife. Allegedly. I was going to say, did he? I mean, we'll see, won't we? Hopefully. Hopefully. We will, yeah. Dr. Sam Shepard discovered Marilyn Shepard, his wife, murdered on the 4th of July, 1954. He claimed that there was a form 
within the room. He got into an altercation with this form and he was knocked out. Then when he woke up, he, he, he went to check on his son. He was fine. As he went downstairs, he saw this this thing. He never describes it as a person. He just described it as a form. Exiting the back door, he gave chase, and then a uh, a fight ensued where he woke up without his shirt on. So I love those kind of fights. Yeah, <laughs> some kind of Greek wrestling going on there, maybe. <laughs> Basically, what happened to the the background of this on on the Saturday, the third of July, the shepherds were entertaining some friends at home. They were enjoying drinks and dinner, and after the children had been put to bed, the couples watched Strange Holiday. I mean film i don't i don't know what it's about but it was in every piece of yeah. research they they name checked the film <laughs> they were watching so like, <laughs> like it was really important yeah it's really weird i was like right okay and then i looked at it and it's not it's not even relevant to anything it's just <laughs> just, a, just did it get good reviews? just a film uh, i mean not after this came out no, no, <laughs> not after the trial and everything uh so Sam excused himself midway through the film because he was tired. He'd been working as a doctor, so he'd been on call. So he went to have a lie down, a nap on a futon, a daybed in the living room. Now, at midnight, the friends of uh, the shepherds, they, they left and Marilyn went on up to bed at 540 this is where the story right gets gets just mental right at 5:40 the mayor received the call from sam cuz that's that's what you do first thing when you discover your wife bludgeoned to death is you just always ring the ring mayor. the mayor yeah i feel like that's probably what happens in gotham city though yeah probably yeah the mayor's always the one that calls Batman, isn't he? He's always the first to know about fucking everything. I suppose. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, they must have been good friends because he, when he called him, he didn't say, hey, Mr. Mayor, or however, your, your graciousness, however you address a mayor. He just went... Your graciousness. <laughs> he just said, get over here, Spence, because his name was Spencer Hook. Didn't even give him his full name. Just Spence, like, so... It must be bros. So they were, like, BFFs. Yeah, yeah it must like. be. Uh, so he says, get over here, Spence. I think they've killed Marilyn. <laughs> they. Always mm. they, isn't it? Uh, and how do you think <laughs> somebody's... Like, how do you think your wife's dead? She's not very a good do- He's not a very good doctor if he's only <laughs> thinking she's dead. Has he not checked? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does she have a heartbeat? Yeah. There's your indication. Yeah, I mean, surely that's the first day in medical school. After, you would hope after so. After they've told you where the toilets are and you've signed in and whatnot, they'll go, <laughs> dead people. They ain't got a heartbeat. <laughs> Next. Unless, was it, did it was he actually a doctor doctor, like a medical doctor? Or, you know, was he one of these people that's just like been to university and got a doctorate? And then can say that they're Dr. So-and-so, but really they're like a librarian or something. Yeah, he, he, no, he didn't have a doctorate in fine art. He was a, uh, <laughs> he was a surgical resident. 
okay. Uh, so he was like, I don't, oh, I'm going to offend some, but he was a proper doctor. Not that GPs aren't proper doctors. I think they do more work than surgical people. But when you're like inside people with your hand now that no 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 wow. no 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 do you want a shovel to keep digging that hole a little bit bigger yeah yeah he was a surgical resident and edit edit uh that'd be all gone in post i tell you uh no <laughs> so spencer the mayor he got dressed and he took his wife over to sam shepherd's place to just go and have a go and have a nosy, see what's going on, <laughs> really. Uh, when he turned up at the house, this is this just uh, when he turned up at the house, Sam was sat in a swivel chair, like some Bond villain. <laughs> I was going to say like Doctor Evil. <laughs> ah, Spence, you are here. <laughs> uh, he was holding his neck, and he did have a wound uh, on his neck, but. Shepherd's story, which is the one that he kind of stuck to more or less throughout this whole process, is that he was woken by Marilyn shouting out his name. So he ran upstairs to the bedroom where he was confronted by a white form standing next to the twin bed. And there, this is the words he used, white form. He grappled with the form, but was hit on the neck and the back of the head and lost unconsciousness and lost consciousness. When he regained consciousness, he checked on his son's room and seeing that he was unharmed, he headed downstairs. There, the white form was just escaping through the back door. Sam gave chase and on the shores of Lake Erie, he battled with which what quickly became a tall, bushy-haired form. <laughs> what is all this form business? So... This, this, you'll see, you'll see in a bit. I don't know if it was because he was a doctor and he thought he'd use a different kind of vocabulary, but he doesn't really explain well words. I know that wasn't great English there from me, but <laughs> and, and I he doesn't on. really explain well words. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He does a as per your example. Yeah, I mean, he kind of does the opposite of that and uses words that shouldn't really be in a sentence. It's just, it's just weird. He, uh, uh, so I don't know. He a tall, bushy-haired form. Yeah, I mean, in one interview, he actually called it a biped. What? Yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't determine the sex of what he was battling with. So, is he assuming that anybody in court would think there was any possibility that maybe he was battling with a quadruped? <laughs> See, I, 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 this is this is where it's like mm, questions need to be asked here, because like, surely, I mean, you don't even need to go to medical school to determine what is male and what is female. Surely, when you're Having a, well, when you're that close to them, if they're like, surely you'd feel bits that you wouldn't feel on. But it, even if you didn't, and you know, it, it's irrelevant, oh. even if you can't determine whether it's a man or a woman who's, you know, trying to knife you or something in your own house at night. But I mean, to, to, to call somebody a biped 
is <laughs> and the biped the white form the the tall bushy biped <laughs> came at me it makes it sound like he was attacked by the sasquatch yeah yeah he doesn't he, he doesn't do a great job but he stick he sticks to this this story during this fight he got choked out which is ironic really when when we talk about stuff later and he woke up without his watch and his t-shirt so we've all been yeah there. yeah that's 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 <laughs> a night out in it yeah or a night in yeah so yeah yeah it depends <laughs> how lucky you are in it really <laughs> so at 6 a.m the police finally turned up and they found marilyn's clothes in disarray the top half was out let's say and other bits were exposed her face was near unrecognisable with over 20 curved cuts on her face and neck. So she's mm. been gone over pretty thoroughly here. It's at this point... And... <laughs> it's at this point that a neighbour who was NFL quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, Otto Graham, right, about this scene, he would later say, Oh my God. It looks like someone stood in the middle of the room with a great big can of red paint and a brush and flicked it all around. This wasn't a couple of blows. Oh no, whoever did this had to be out of their mind. The man's true storyteller. Yeah, but who's let him in? <laughs> I mean, is it? <laughs> I guess Sam was just letting anyone in. He let the mayor and his wife in, like probably like what six hours before he, before the police even showed up. Just let the neighbours in. I mean, I don't know that Sam's in the right kind of frame of mind here because if his wife is unrecognisable, and he's like Spence, I think they've killed her. Like, right, she doesn't have a face anymore, dude. Just read the room. Yeah. I mean, unrecognisable to Sam is like biped, quadruped, like you know what I mean. It, <laughs> yeah. True. So we have to take that with a pinch of salt, don't we? Uh, so yeah, they just let anyone in just to have a nosy about what was going on. Uh, well. So at eight a.m., the uh, the coroner turned up, and hopefully. They secured this crime scene after he turned up, who knows? I think it's already been contaminated by this point, really. Yeah, geez. Yeah, so it, it doesn't really matter. Uh, so the coroner listened to the officer's report and the statement that Sam had gave, and one can only imagine what he was thinking. Uh, because obviously he's like, biped, what now? What you're telling me, Mr. Shepherd, yeah. is that Bigfoot broke in and murdered your wife. Yeah, and you couldn't even tell it was Bigfoot. I mean, he smells of smegma. Surely that would have given it <laughs> oh, away. God's sake. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to forgotten that fact. <laughs> so, the, the, uh, the coroner, he kind of decided that this was pretty much open and shut it was a bit of domestic uh, a domestic affair that had gone wrong and Sam had done it yeah Sam had done it because obviously he he didn't believe anything he said and I mean on this side 
because he thought this with what he heard, you could kind of say maybe all the evidence wasn't collected at the scene that should have been collected. I mean, you could you could have said that when the NFL quarterback rolled in, <laughs> that it wasn't really great police work here. It sounds like a comedy sketch. Like, it's not funny, but it sounds like the plot of, like, you know, something with a laughter track, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Some kind of just 70s sitcom. Like... Yeah, like the the NFL guy comes in, closes the door, stands with his hands on his hips, and all the audience cheer. Yeah. And he's like... Like that kind of deal. Uh, he's like, oh my God. <laughs> Who's been decorated in this room? <laughs> yes. Doesn't it, though? Doesn't it sound like that? Yeah. Uh, so, basically... Sam went to hospital and detectives interviewed him and he was, they basically just directly accused him of the murder, but he stated that he loved Marilyn and he wouldn't have done this. Uh, Coincidentally, Otto Graham, the NFL quarterback, also visited him in hospital later on, but I don't think uh, any kind of decorating ideas were talked about during this conversation, but who knows? (laughs) So, pretty much for the coroner, it was an open and shut case. The police were, yeah, following up with that kind of thing. But then, the next day, I don't know if it was a slow news day, if it's a small town, or whatever, but the papers decided to run with this, and they they reported on it with vigour let's say in the first report which was the morning after the murder they were quite sympathetic towards sam they took the picture of him in his neck brace and they went to that white middle america uh, excuse of it was drug thieves that did this uh what what drugs he had i I, god only knows where they got that from (laughs) why it's not like he's got well maybe he did have like two kilos of coke but morphine exactly i can write you a prescription uh be ready in two to three days (laughs) they made off with a buttload of codeine yeah uh so i don't know where they got that from but three days later the mood of the the papers and the editorials they'd changed the cleveland press quoted the assistant prosecutor as saying in my 23 years of criminal prosecution i have never seen such flagrant stalling as in this case by the family of dr samuel shepherd so they're not pissing about they're like what are you doing like come on uh they also reported that sam had declined a lie detector test uh and they 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 wrote this in, this is a quote, Dr. Samuel H. Shepard declined to submit to a lie detector test for questioning about the slaying of his attractive wife. <laughs> Why they had to shoe on that in? Why do they do that? You know, I, you know, I remember reading a, a, a book and it was written in the 70s. Obviously, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, a non-fiction book and it was a... Well, I mean, I say it was based on facts. It was about ghosts, so you'll probably disagree. But it was written in the 70s, and every single woman in the book was described as an attractive brunette or a pretty blonde or a lithe, dark-haired woman. (laughs) It's like, I 
I really don't care what she looks like. Yeah. Okay, she was a, a, an air stewardess that came into contact with a ghost. Tell me the fucking ghost story. I don't care what her hair's like. <laughs> but it seemed to be that was that was the way you describe people back in the old days. Yeah, did a man write it? Yes. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think, I think with this, I think they're trying to portray... Maybe, maybe Marilyn was attractive, but beauty is in the eye of the beholder and it's different to everyone. So just carte blanche change is attractive, just doesn't work. But I think they're trying to play sides on this she was the attractive poor wife and he was the 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 husband that went out at all hours doing his job and maybe he was a drinker and you know they're trying to put a narrative behind this i don't know i kind of think that it dampens their uh their case because then it 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 makes it seem like if she was ugly, he had a good reason to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It is the like, 50s, underst- so yeah. <laughs> I don't understand their logic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's got no reason to kill her if he, if she's attractive. Yeah, yeah, like, what are you doing? She was good looking. I would have done her. Jesus. Uh-huh. She's, it's like key in your own car. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It doesn't... They've just damaged their case by that word. It's wording. just a pointless crime. What are you doing? <laughs> It really is. She made amazing pies. She was hot as, always very well dressed, heart of gold as well. Honestly, couldn't have met a better Stepford wife, and you've killed her. I could have understood if she was but ugly and her pies tasted like ass. But what were you thinking, Sam? I don't get it. What what what, what have you done there? I can't believe it. Just uh, yeah. God, uh, <laughs> what a dumb thing to say. God. Also, I don't blame him for like decline in the lie detector test because what good are they anyway let's face it indeed and you've got to remember this was like this is 1954 it had only like it had only just come on the scene i think uh we alluded to it like it was elliot nest the uh the cleveland cleveland also murder uh yeah. that was when it was first done and that was just a few years be before this and so it's not Back then, if something worked, they didn't trial it. They were just like, no, that works. That's fine. We're not going to... It's all... That's perfect. Yeah, nothing wrong there. And then 20 years later, someone comes along and goes, well, no, it's not. It's all wrong. But it's too late because he's dead. He's been put on death row and it's over. So, yeah, no, I I don't... I don't blame him on that one. Uh, I wonder how many people have fallen foul to sodium pentothal as well. Oh, God, yeah. I seriously, I watched Johnny English and I was 100%. I was like, that is what I need. I need that in my life. You know, if, if someone's like, you know, oh, no, I didn't steal that fiver off you. Like, jab them in the face with the sodium pentothal ring. And they can, they'll be like, I totally did. I saw it. I wanted it. I made it mine. And then, then I realized that it's not actually a truth serum at all. <laughs> well, I mean, no, no more so than, you know pouring your heart and soul after a full bottle of wine is a truth serum yeah exactly exactly yeah just <laughs> just get up a few drinks and i mean yeah <laughs> yeah uh, it's probably a lot cheaper pro- as well yeah to probably get easier thing. rather than going <laughs> on the dark net and trying to order sodium pentothal <laughs> do people even order it like what 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 other use could you use it for oh, i don't i don't what, what else would you use it for <laughs> Like them bridezillas, in it, they'd probably use it with a groom to be. Uh, just have this drink, love. Put a drop in. So, do you really love me? What if I woke up with no arms and legs? Would you stay with me? He's all so dependent, and he's honest. He's like, no. Give me really oh off a cliff. 
You have so been married for too long because that is the kind of questions that girls ask they ask their partners when they're lying in bed, like first thing on the morning, like, if I was in a car crash and I had all my face melted off, would you still love me? Mm. You're like, it's... <laughs> this is what we think about. Yeah. It's like two in the morning, you're like, I'm up at five, love. Uh, right, okay. <laughs> yes. We're going to do this now, are we? Okay. Uh... Sometimes we just have to know these things, Ant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad I'm not married to you. <laughs> I know. I just, yeah. Think I'm... You were going to say likewise, weren't you? Yeah, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, a week after the slayings, by around the 10th of July, there was more evidence coming through, and now this was involving extramarital trysts that... Sam was having a uh, a neighbour allegedly told Marilyn that Sam was sterile because he spent far too much time around X-ray equipment. Wow. Yeah, I was trying not to laugh when you did that, but... Mm. <laughs> uh, so, because Marilyn was pregnant at the time she was murdered, that kind of fueled the idea that it wasn't Sam's and he how did she get pregnant if he's like his his things aren't working if he's a jaffa x-rays yeah so that was kind of a reason uh one of the one of the thought processes should i say and uh sam was also having trysts with a work colleague called susan hayes which in the beginning he denied and all he ever said was no we're just good friends but then she grasped him up basically and so now he's a liar because he's lied to the police about it and he's a charlatan because he's having it around behind Marilyn's back with anything that moves Uh, (laughs) so via the papers the public started to turn on him and started to think that there was something going on something untoward going on here so on on the 21st of July the Cleveland Press being quite impartial, ran the headline, why no inquest? Do it now, Dr. Gerber. (coughs) Okay. Uh, The very next day, Dr. Gerber ordered an inquest into... (laughs) Good old Dr. Gerber. Marilyn. Not not one to be swayed by public opinion at all. Uh, (laughs) So the inquest was actually packed with members of the general public, and as the questioning went on, and... Sam's failure to give a good account of himself, they kind of started hooting and hollering and booing him. Uh, <laughs> I didn't work out. No, when his lawyer like started to coach him from the sidelines, because his lawyer weren't allowed to sit next to him, he was sat kind of like in the seats with the public. Uh, Playing straight. <laughs> yeah, and he tried to like give him advice, and the coroner asked him to be removed, which the, all the crowd cheered. Wow. So, it kind of just this. This is it. Kind of explodes into this like show. Yeah, this is it becomes a the show trial. Yeah, this this is mm-hmm. this is a proper trial by television, trial by media, trial by public opinion. Really, oh, I just want to sing Chicago songs right now. Oh, good God! Let's move Razzle on. Dazzle Whoa, I like Chicago. Yeah, no, I've not seen it. What? 
I thought you liked musicals. Don't don't start wanting me when you've not seen The Fugitive, right? Yeah, but you like musicals. I know, but. And you've never seen Chicago. It's funny. Okay, I'll put it. I'll get us tickets. I'll put it. Oh, Jesus. Okay. I'll... I'll... It was on the same leaflet as uh, Battle of Hell. <laughs> came through my door the other day, and I saw it and thought, nope, nope. <laughs> Still not there. Sorry. Gonna go. Uh, Tangent alert. Yeah. So on the 18th of October, 1954, uh, Dr. Sham Shepard's first degree murder trial started and it was amid the flash of paparazzi and celebrity journalists. See, it really is Chicago. Yeah. Maybe that was based on this as well. Uh, (gasps) Maybe. Could be. You never know. I don't know. So now you have to watch you, you have to watch Chicago and I have to watch the future. Yeah, and then we can compare and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah compare <laughs> notes. Uh, so one of these journalists was Dorothy Kilgallen, who was a she was like she wrote a column for some magazine and she was on like quiz shows and such around about this time. So she was kind of like celebrity. Uh, a respected journalist. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so not a lot of respected journalists covered this, but more more airtime was pushed on the celebrity angle of it kind of thing. But Dorothy was told by the judge that the case was open and shut and Sam was guilty as hell. So wow. impartial judge just before the trial kicks <laughs> off there. That's what we like to see. <laughs> She didn't actually tell anyone until after the judge's death because she thought that he would say it off the record. But still, this kind of... Surely, you'd go... I think just there may be a miscarriage of justice here if the judge hasn't heard any of the evidence and he's already saying he's guilty. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Like, judge, dude, I mean... Can't say that. This is off the record, yeah. right? But uh, he's guilty as hell. Yeah. Totally did it. She was an attractive wife. Did you know that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes it even more sus, doesn't it? The judge is there like, I'm so confused right now. So I think pretty much the judge just wanted this to be over uh, as soon as possible because he also refused to, try to move the trial out of Cleveland which the defence will try to argue that because of the furore surrounding the trial with the with the media and all, all the press involved in it, that it wasn't going to get a fair trial. But the judge said, nope, we're going ahead with it. Got to get this done. So the prosecution's argument was that Marilyn had confronted Sam about all of his affairs and an argument had ensued and Sam murdered Marilyn using one of his medical instruments. The defence claimed it was the one-armed man. Uh, it was <laughs> it was the bushy-haired form that had done it, and they the biped just evaporated into the night. Apparently, he had one arm but two legs. Yep, yep. So he was a biped, just an omni four, an, an omnivore. What's one? Well, he, he ate he ate meat and. <laughs> And veg. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> they, throw, they throw that in there as well, did they? Yeah, yeah why not? Uni, <laughs> uni. That's one. You, uni armed. What are you talking about? 
Like biped means two 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 legged, doesn't it? So what's one armed? Uni. <laughs> ped. I don't. Ped is Latin. Wait, ped is clearly legs, isn't it? Like... It's Latin for feet, isn't it? Yeah, I don't. Sorry, know. this is okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the biped did it. Basically, is what the uh, defence would try to say. Most of the prosecution's evidence was circumstantial. They didn't have a murder weapon. Uh, they they found one fingerprint in the bedroom, which belonged to Sam. And they even admitted it could have been left from before the attack took place, uh, which the defence stated maybe it was Sam's when he came to give his night his, his wife a good night kiss, and he put his hand on the on the bed. Oh. Or, or any other time that he was in his own in house, his, in his own in room. In his own bedroom, doing stuff <laughs> yeah. that people do in their own bedroom, you know. Uh, they also found the blood that was found on Sam's trousers. It appeared to be all positive, which was Marilyn's blood type. But I think the key word there is appeared to be. It, it wasn't <laughs> conclusive whether it was all positive or not. So they were just like... <laughs> Did they just look at it and go... Been. It's 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 that it's that kind of red that says to me, it's likely to be O positive, and then they're like, mm, isn't all blood red though? Yeah, but this is more of a like a, I don't know, it's got a bit, it's got a bit of a maroony tinge to it. I I think that is what's associated with O positive. Yeah, it's just got an O positive feel about it. You yeah. know, you just get that vibe, don't <laughs> it's you? Just in my gut, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, to, to be fair, like. Up until this point, legally, at least, in a court of law, it doesn't seem like the prosecution has got anything to go on. And it was at this point where Sam Shepard fucked up and decided to take the stand and give his own testimony. He, like I said earlier, he he was, I'm not going to say an idiot because he was a doctor, but he didn't use words correctly which I almost didn't then I was trying to think of that <laughs> <laughs> I almost did it again he didn't use words I had to well think. <laughs> I had to think again what I was saying oh god uh, but anyway Sam he came across as arrogant and aloof on the stand I think it's like a, I don't want to say a doctor thing but Quite a few of them are a bit condescending, aren't they? Uh, you talking about Harold Chipman? When he was describing the incidents, he kind of came across it as in a detached way, or as in someone who didn't, whose wife, someone he loved, hadn't been brutally murdered. So, for instance, he visualised rather than saw things. Uh, he, you, which says nothing. Exactly. That says, that says nothing. People grieve in their own ways. I... That might be his way of dealing with the horrible thing that happened to him. Okay. Maybe as if he actually physically, you know, pictured it in his head as it happened. He was just... <laughs> like ugly crying in the middle of, you know, court. Okay. No one wants to see that. No. Okay. So that's one. I'm just no. being the devil's advocate. No, here. that's absolutely fine. So when he heard Marilyn cry, he claimed... He was stimulated to go to her. Go on. I think he, Devil's advocate. I, th I, th I think maybe he just 
doesn't use words well. <laughs> it doesn't word hold well, exactly. Yeah, it, I mean, doctors have bad handwriting. Clearly they have bad phrasing as well. Mm. When he found Marilyn, she was, quote, in a bad condition. He's a fucking doctor, right? And she ain't got a face. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with him there. And he also described the form as having... Evidence of a good-sized head. <laughs> no <what>? evidence. <laughs> evidence. Do you mean the, is the evidence what your own two eyes are telling you right this very second that this person with a wass head and a bushy hair is coming at you trying to kill you? Well, yeah. Evidence of a large head. Yes, the biped showed evidence of a large cranium. I don't know. I think maybe this guy just talks a bit like Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory. That could be a possibility, and people may not be used to it, but... Yeah. I think it's just a bit weird. Yeah. And it maybe it came across as weird to people when they, they should be thinking that he should be... He should be ugly crying about this situation because he's just lost his wife, but he's not. He's just doing it in... He's processing it in his own way. I mean, like, if they interviewed any of his friends at this point, like, hey, tell us about Sam. What's Sam like? What's the real Sam like? And... His friends might have gone, oh, he's a bit weird. He's a dick, he, yeah. He doesn't, okay. use wor- he doesn't use words well at all, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't even believe how badly he uses words. He can't, he's a social piranha, honestly. <laughs> That's just Sam. Crazy old Sam. You know, he might have just been like odd. His, like If they interviewed his friends, that might just have been how he was like, just in general. Yeah, I know people like that now. Yeah. Not just, you know, they're like, oh, Neil, he was a bit odd. Like, whoa, he was just misunderstood, okay. Okay. He's my yeah. favourite Sparky. I like him. Okay. Rip this, is, this, this is too real. Yeah. It's too real, okay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, my wounds here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, he's not dead. He's just retired. He knows I love him. So, after four days of deliberation, the jury found Shepard guilty of second degree murder. And he was sentenced to life imprisonment with parole due in 10 years. The defence, they ran extensive appeals uh, trying to get him out. But Shepard would go on to serve 10 years before the Supreme Court voted 8-1 to to throw out the murder conviction due to Shepard's right to a due process was trampled on because of, quote, carnival atmosphere caused by the media speculation. I would agree with that. Yeah. It also came out at this time that the judge was quoted as saying he's guilty as hell. So that obviously as well already was going to influence the jury anyway. At his retrial, the jury took just 12 hours to return a not guilty verdict. Now, Shepard probably went on to celebrate the acquittal with his new wife, who he married three days before he was released from prison who was uh, Magda Richel, who was the half-sister to Joseph Goebbels' wife. What? <laughs> oh, I was ready to stick up for this guy. I'm having second thoughts. Yeah, I don't know what kind of pen pal operation this prison was running, but getting in touch with ex-Nazis is not good. No. <laughs> There's you using words... Well, again, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Getting in touch with ex-Nazis is not good. <laughs> it 
I stand by that. I don't care how bad it was. I'm going to stay. That's the hill I have to die on. Fine. Uh, uh, in fairness to Magda, she did say she didn't have any right wing leanings, but all racists say that, don't they? Really? I mean, uh, so I'm not racist. I just don't like them people. The marriage lasted five years, so I don't know if that's good or bad, really. And I don't know. I don't know who got out better off with that one because. Uh, Shepard, this wasn't this this his wife wasn't the only person he actually murdered. What? Yeah. So after he was released from prison, he was granted surgical privileges at Youngstown Osteopathic Hospital and he killed two patients. How? So while he was operating on one, the first one, just five days after regaining his surgical privileges. When he was operating on them, he accidentally cut an artery. And then... Accidentally? Si- yep. Made it mean to do it. Well... well that's, that's the definition of an accident there, aren't Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's but, a big issue. Yeah. And then six months later, he, while performing surgery, he accidentally cut an artery. He resigned a few months later after wrongful death suits had been filed by the patient's families. So, yeah. It is, it is, we should know, by this point in his life, he was, his, his skills had been affected by his alcoholism. He started drinking a lot and maybe he had the shakes and this is why this happened. But to be quite honest, there's quite a lot gone wrong I believe in giving people a second chance, but if they're shaking and they're operating near arteries, which can kill you, I think someone needs to go, ooh, yeah. this doesn't look right. Yeah. Maybe you should... Yeah, I'd let the junior doctor take over. Do you know? Yes. Hold 100%. So, after he resigned from the hospital, I think he did what most doctors go on to do when... They, they've got no more doctoring to do, and he became a professional wrestler. <laughs> no. Yeah. So now uh... the, the the story arc of this sitcom is just is just keeps it keeps going up. He he became a professional wrestler, and he uh, his name was Killer Sam Shepard. That was a a big faux pas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd think. He, but it gets better. He wrestled over forty matches, and he, which included tag team matches with his trainer, and soon-to-be father-in-law George Strickland. Now, George Strickland's daughter was twenty years old when she was married to forty-six-year-old Sam Shepard. That is gross. Yeah. So, I age is nothing but a number but that is just a little bit too keeping it in the family there yeah for Ew. all that i mean he did come up that was she an attractive third wife she's 20 so you know everything I mean, was in place that that says nothing i was 20 once dude i dressed like a member of mcfly so <clears throat> Yeah, exactly. So I repeat my question. Was she an attractive third wife? 
Well, they didn't kill her, so it didn't need to be uh, put in oh, the papers. She was ugly then. So yeah, so I mean, yeah, mm. I didn't come across any anything in 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 the in the research that claimed that she was attractive mm. or ugly. So maybe just you know. he only killed the pretty ones. Yeah, because he didn't care if the ugly ones were having an affair. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It is interesting to note that he did actually come up with a submission move. Which, if anyone knows about wrestling, it was called the Mandible Claw that Mick Foley uses. No! Yes, that he came up with that. Did Mick Foley know? He must have known. Why would you do that? You could only think, yeah, they must know where these moves come from. Uh, but it's, uh, he used the, Sam Shepard used his doctoring knowledge to use that as a submission hold which I when Mick Foley does it doesn't he just put a sock in someone's mouth yeah so I don't I don't know how that makes you tap out I mean if if, if it was one of his used socks I can see mm. how that makes you tap yeah, out if, but... if Dave put one of his worn socks in my mouth but yeah that I would tap out 100% I would tap out <laughs> Ugh. I would tap out of life Ugh. <laughs> just give up yeah. on it right, game mm. over game yeah. over so on the 6th of April 1970, Sam Shepard was discovered dead. He died of Wernickel Encephalopathy. What the not, hell is that? Not repeating that. It's a type of brain damage which is associated with advanced alcoholism. So me and you have got to look forward to that soon. Oh, I was just about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> Great minds. God damn it. It is but not for long. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Forget about it soon. Uh, <coughs> it is interesting to note that during the last few years of his life, he spent it drinking one point five liters of liquor a day. Wow! So that is quite a lot to be going on with day in day out. So he did die when he was forty six, and due to his alcoholism. That is kind of what happens. Well, hell, Ant, you don't have very long left. I know I've only got six years uh-huh. left if uh, carry on this trajectory. Six years me are, so you trying to kid? And uh, be a minus years if I have told the truth. Um, <laughs> how how am I still alive? <laughs> I've still got a good decade of drinking ahead of me. I'll be fine. <laughs> it is. The one-armed man theory, or the biped theory, as we should call it, did kind of come to fruition. In 1959, Richard Eberling was being questioned about burglaries in the area where the murder took place, and he confessed to the burglaries in the area and showed the detectives some of his ill-gotten gains. Now, these included two rings that belonged to Marilyn Shepard. Eberling's blood was found at the crime scene, but he claimed that he cut his finger while he was washing windows for the shepherds. I mean, what? what? Yeah. Why is he washing broken windows? Yeah, so mm. it's it's like a little bit of a stretch. He was put. He did do a polygraph test, and it was shown not to be deception in his answers. But again, like we mentioned earlier. When this was reevaluated years later, experts found that they were inconclusive. And clearly, he's so, a deceptive man because he's a burglar for a living. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, I mean, it is interesting to note that Ebeling was convicted of murdering Ethel May Durkin, who was a, a wealthy elderly widow who died without any immediate family. Oh. And, well, the reason why he did it was to uh, take over, to get all the stuff. So, basically, he became the the manager of her estate when she died. What a bastard. And he didn't follow through with some of her final wishes, which included some stipulations on a burial. And the people started looking into it and found out that she was Ebeling killed her. Uh, coincidentally, both of Durkin's sisters, Myrtle Frey and Sarah Belfarrow, had died under suspicious circumstances as well. Wow. I mean... Myrtle Frey was killed after being savagely beaten around the head and face and then strangled. And Farrow died falling down the basement stairs in the home that she shared with Ethel May Durkin in 1970. Yeah, so... I mean, Evelyn denied any criminal involvement in the murder of Marilyn Shepherd, And... Unfortunately, Kathy Wagner was who worked alongside Ebeling kind of grasped grasped on him and said, No, he told me that he did it. And a fellow convict also reported that Ebeling confessed the crime of murdering Marilyn. Now <laughs> the credibility of both of these people have been questioned and you know it's one of them things he's already in prison for murder maybe he's just showing off maybe it's bravado it sounds like he was pretty good for it yeah I'd say that he is the only kind of he's the only other person that could have done this other than Sam Shepard I kind of feel a bit sorry for Sam now because I like originally when I heard the story and I was just like, like I looked at all the evidence and stuff and I was like, he couldn't have done it. He couldn't have done it. It had to have been a, a, a third party. And apart from the fact that wasn't Marilyn raped? Well... Or sexually yeah. assaulted in some way? She was sexually assaulted, yeah, because her, her, her clothes were in disarray and uh, Fanny was hanging out and so were her tits. Uh, wow. <laughs> just... That's a good indication. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it would be weird for Sam to do that if he killed her. Exactly. I mean, yeah. It just... I know it it happens, but it just doesn't... I just don't feel like that that would be... If you were so mad at somebody that you murdered them, you wouldn't then want to, you know, have sex with their... Exactly. If it's a crime of passion, it doesn't really... Maybe not... Yeah, crime of passion, but in in the fact that he's found out she's pregnant with someone else's child, or she's yeah, like you're furious. Yeah, she's mad at him for jealousy or having something. affairs all yeah. over the place, and they're having an argument. It's not you wouldn't think I'm horny at the minute. No, you just. No. I kind of feel like maybe Sam was just. I I do I really do feel like he was a bit of a Sheldon, like he was just a bit of a, a just an odd guy, you know, like odd. It, Odd's not really the right term because I know Sheldon's odd, but he's got reasons behind it because he's a genius, isn't he? Like it's just that what he has in 
intellect he lacks in yeah, social yeah. skills i kind of feel like maybe sam was the same kind of thing and that's what made everybody think oh he's a cold-blooded killer like no maybe that's just how he is like he's just a bit detached because he's socially inept but you know he's really smart in general yeah i mean Do you know yeah what I mean? i'd like to think that that's the case but there's like stuff i've taken out and he was voted the most likely to succeed in in school. Like, you know, when you have them stupid voting things that they do in America. No one has mm-hmm. it. Most likely to end up behind in Tesco's. So yeah. he, was, he was voted most likely to succeed. He played uh, football, track and field, and baseball. So he was kind of a jock. Mm. And he was... Mm, that doesn't really fit. Yeah, he, was going, he, he wanted to join the army. Uh, because of the the first the the Second World War, the Korean War was around this time, and he wanted to join the army and do his bit. But his father talked him out of it and like pushed him into being a doctor because his father was a doctor, and uh, so he kind of swerved him from that. So I could kind of get on board, like it's he's a Sheldon-esque person, but from just looking at his his growing up and his his school stuff it doesn't really fit in with that because he seemed to be very socially compatible with people. But you've got to think it was also the 50s, which, you know, the 50s was basically picturesque billboard families, you know, the perfect lifestyles kind of thing. And if his dad was a doctor, his dad was pretty well respected by what it seems. Maybe he wanted to create this perfect family maybe his dad told him you have to do this you have to do that you have to play football you have to play baseball you have to do good at school you have to be this that and the other and then you have to be a doctor because we are the stepford family of the yeah 50s. i can i can genuinely see that because he's the, it, it was his father that it said it talked him out of it but i think he was forcibly pushed into becoming a doctor because that is just kind of what they did and 100% agree with that that it was I don't think if Sam would have been able to make his own choices in that I think he would have joined the army and and we wouldn't be talking about him Yeah, but he was pushed into it so maybe maybe that from the beginning as soon as and especially like in the 50s 50s dads were like horrible they were like Old Testament God and like <laughs> twatting kids left, right, and centre. Very, very strict. Yes. Yeah. So I can imagine that he's been pushed into all of this from a very early age. You have to be the best at uh, track and field, at, at sport. You have to be the jock. We don't have nerds in this family, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of see it from overbearing. So I mean, maybe that had some some hit on his psychology and just in the way he carried himself from then on. Or maybe eventually he just got sick of everyone in his life walking all over him and bullying him and taking the piss out of him that he just snapped and killed his wife. True, true. Maybe maybe his wife did have an affair with someone and he was a Jaffa. He was seedless and uh, he <laughs> she was having someone else's baby and he thought, no, it's me or no one. And... Yeah. Maybe, maybe he did. Yeah. So I'm not gonna lie, he didn't sound like a very good fucking doctor. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm glad he weren't a gynecologist, to be quite frank, because if you can't oh, tell Lord. the sex of uh, someone that's attacking him. Of a him, biped. <laughs> ah, Jesus, when they're in the stirrups. Like, nurse, what's that? <laughs> that's a woman giving birth, doctor. Pay attention. What's that? Why, why is it winking at me? <laughs> it's definitely a biped. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the legs next to the ears. Uh... Oh, God. Yeah. So we were undecided about Sam Shepard then. Yeah. Mm, I mean, obviously, there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough investigation done at the time. If they let in just (laughs) anyone just wander into the crime scene and go, wow, look at this mess. Who's going to clean this up? Oh. (laughs) I, I not. And the coroner turned up and he thought it was a foregone conclusion straight away so he's like you know what I'm not an hourly so I'm not hanging around here I'm not taking fingerprints I'm not taking blood samples he did it let's go so there was not enough investigation done the the papers pushed everything into this narrative of that Sam Shepard did it but you know you don't know what goes on behind closed doors do you really this is very true so maybe, just maybe, it wasn't the one-armed man. Maybe. And on that bombshell, <laughs> this has been the MO Podcast with me, Contumacious Anne. And me, Atreya. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we shall see you next time. The Bye. M-O podcast. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast. The MO Podcast.